Hello and welcome to episode 85 of the Alfa Romeo Driver podcast, brought to you by the Alfa Romeo Owners Club. I'm Guy Swalbrick and with me this afternoon I have club chairman John Griffiths, club manager Nick Wright and the member of the management team responsible for section development, Jonathan Griffin. Good afternoon, gentlemen. Good afternoon, Guy. Good afternoon. Afternoon, Guy. So it seems like ages since we've done a round table. It was actually only the National Alpha Day preview, but that was a couple of months ago now. So a lot of things to talk about, but we should probably start with National Alpha Day because it was, it was quite an event, wasn't it? Certainly was, and building on an incredible one at Vista in in twenty one. We we wondered if we could could match that, but we certainly did. And I think everything we'd hoped would happen, like good weather certainly did and the numbers certainly poured in if anything it was a little bit higher than the year before wasn't it nick was indeed yeah that's about 2300 including children yeah i think one of the key bits was the uh, the movement at the event was brilliant the reorganized track parades uh, about superb. six times the pace of the previous year they were yeah they were <laughs> and i think having former club chairman Ed McDonough involved with Mike Stark, who's a racing driver. Well, they're both race drivers of old, certainly helped that. But uh, the 50 limit was kind of a dear to. I've never it. seen a Series 4 spider corner in its door handles before. Oh, no. and he did it all <laughs> afternoon. <laughs> yeah. No, that was brilliant. But that, that engaged well over 300 people from the 2,000 at the events on those, plus, plus passengers, I think, you know, in, in taking part in that during the day. And it's great for the spectators in general to watch the cars going by. I, I've heard lots of positive feedback about how people enjoyed seeing the classics taking the corners in particular. It's not racing speeds, but it's road speeds and, and great to see. And yeah. to take part in was an absolute hoot. I absolutely loved it. And uh, I don't have any rear courses left at all now on my quadrifolio, <laughs> but, but it was it was brilliant fun. Anyway. So it was, a, it was an expensive day for you? Yeah. yeah. Although they were, they were getting to the end of their life anyway. They certainly were, yes, but a new one's on the way. But yeah, the I think everything worked as we'd hoped with the, you know, certain Certainly the feedback from families was brilliant and we always want to do that at National Day. So the addition of the push-along carts to the pile of other things like the kiddie carts, face painting, the land train always goes down brilliantly, really helped. And, you know, we've got multiple simulators there for kids of all ages. <laughs> it was just super, really, wasn't it? I was, I, as I often do, I greeted a lot of the drivers coming into the historic area. And there were a lot of old faces, but I was really pleasantly surprised to see how many new people there were, people who'd heard about the great events of the last couple of years and made a special effort to come from further away, including a very engaging couple from Belgium who'd really monstered a road trip across the channel to, to come up specially, and, and a chap from, from France as well. So it was uh, a good mix of cars and people and everybody was enjoying it we were we were blessed by the weather i think as well as the the new things the innovations like the the track parades it was nice to see some of the the things we've had in in years gone by but not so much for for the last couple of years so all the the store holders with um, you know old 75 rear light clusters and front yeah. grills and things that i remember from the the stanford hall days but we haven't yeah. had for quite a while now no there was quite a bit of that too wasn't there and of course as well as the old stuff we've got the support from unity dealership and alpha uk and brilliant to have julie david along the alpha md for the uk uh, although we gather she's moving on at the end of the year but she thoroughly enjoyed it i know and, and it was great to speak to her on the mic well, I think you you kind of you think of the size of Stellantis and Alpha being a big brand with thousands of vehicles produced a year, but the UK team's actually quite small, and it, it wasn't just Julie. I think we had four people from the the Alpha management team along at the event, which is kind of 
a third of the UK team yeah. attending the event, which is is incredible. Yeah, it's encouraging that they approached us to come as well, rather than us begging them to come along. Yeah, yeah, that's a really good point, and um, you know, loads of positive feedback from them. There really was. It was quite funny actually, because of course we were celebrating hundred years of Quadrifolio, and Julie arrived in her Stelvio Quadrifolio, and I, I spotted her, so I was able to immediately go and say hello. But she spoke to her team, pointing at the sixty-five or so Julia and Stelvio quads lined up, saying. Are they all club members' cars? <laughs> and they went yes, <laughs> which you know, was great. It really opened opened uh, a few people's eyes, put it that way, as to the the scale of of the club in general. And well, it's and not I, I, just the classics, exactly. So, I think yeah. that was that was yeah. really powerful message for them. Yeah. yeah. Any so, any other highlights from Ned? I must I must say, looking back, because I was incredibly busy in the show zone, I didn't get to go around everywhere, but I thoroughly enjoyed the the drone footage. That was created and i know that was by you guys so we shouldn't big you up too much but it really added something uh, i think the bits where it flew at kind of eight foot above the ground just above head height was was really good so i do encourage anyone who's not seen it go to the a rock youtube channel and immerse yourself it's it's really good fun that was a lot easier to film on the um, on the airfield side than it was in the technical area I bet dodging trees and <laughs> too many trains. damn trees in the yeah. Yeah, in the technical area but it was but it, it was good fun finding the route through and, and and watching people's reaction as it as it came round actually was quite good fun as well. And yeah, there's try, a few, try, there's... trying to work out where the pilot was. Yeah, <laughs> there were a few snippets you can see of people waving to it at the least, and then yeah, uh, yeah. The, the, the more times I filmed the uh, the land train, the more waves I got. Yeah, yeah. which is bizarre because it feels like that would only happen if it was the same people on the train, but yeah, yeah. obviously yeah. word word gets round. Yeah, yeah. I think um, seeing the racing cars there was great. Uh, and Andy got the uh, guys across from the Alpha Championship, and uh, it, it was brilliant seeing that dozen or so racing cars and doing their parade laps, um, which were permitted to go a little bit quicker than than us uh, mere mortals in our road cars. But they were they were a highlight for me. Oh, I must say as well the quality of the entries in the show and shine and the concourse was as high as ever just some amazing cars there in the middle i did get to just walk through that area quickly but of course we get the winners into the circle at the end and um, it's good fun to look at those and again that comes out in some of the drone footage too where you were flying directly on top of them guy <laughs> but I enjoyed that so that was a busy day nick that was i don't know if it was the start or part way through an incredibly busy period for you in the van wasn't it it was indeed yes it was um, that was number two we started with festival italia brand satch the weekend before which is busy day as usual down there National and, and another day, another sweltering hot day at festival italia it was, and we got a very good sign-up of take up on new members as well down there, which is always good. Helps pay for the diesel to get home. Yeah. <laughs> so National Alpha Day was that weekend. The following Thursday, uh, the van was off to the Silverstone Festival, what was the Silverstone Classic. Um, yeah. It was less sweltering. Um, well, the first day was, when I was setting up, was hot, of course, when I was trying to do all the manual <laughs> work, it was hot, and the, then when you're standing around, it goes cold. But, yeah, that's, uh, that, was, that, was, that was a good weekend again. So, yeah. Um, Alpha UK were there doing test drives in the Tonali and things, so that went down well. Then we had Southern Alpha Day at the historic dockyard at Chatham, which you were at as well, Guy. I was. 
Um, that was that was good. That was Paul Newbury's first go at organising a big event like that, and it, that went down very well. I think, I, I, I think we should let him cars. do another one. Yeah. Yes, indeed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. From the feedback, yes. Yeah, <laughs> it's no, it not his very, turn for a few, few years. No, no. But, uh, okay. Then the weekend after that was Northern Alpha Day at Lotherton Hall in Yorkshire, which again was they made it a little bit different from last year up there, but that, that was a good day. And the weather held out. It was a terrible forecast again, but uh, it was dry, dry all day, I think, up there. Again. The, the, so, the sun just follows the van up the It does, yeah, indeed. Yeah, M1. So. <laughs> and the weekend after that was Southwest style for day, then at the Haynes Motor Museum, which was going swimmingly until we started to pack up and it poured in the rain. So yeah. Everything How in the van was that... absolutely soaked. How often does that happen as well, Nick? Gosh, you, you yeah. get through the day just to the end. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, we, year, did, I guess, right? yeah. we did we did an early podcast, didn't we, in, in the van at Mitcar. Yeah. It had been right. it'd been lovely yeah. all day. And then as soon as we, we started packing up, it's yeah, yeah. yeah, during the awards, as I remember. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> My neighbours think I'm bonkers on a Monday morning, the garden full of A Rock gazebos and yeah. high vis jackets. <laughs> Drip drying, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was good. So that was just Southwest Alpha Day was good, and that was the first major event for the Devon new Devon section down there. Again, that went very well. It's very popular. Um, How did the new team do there, Nick? How did the new team do? In they did very well, yeah. They did all around ran very smoothly. Players, so. yeah, they hardly needed me at all, I'd say. So it's good. <laughs> good so. We'll talk about some of the new section and registrar appointments later on. But back to Mitcar, because we just we just mentioned Mitcar. That's yeah. the next event uh, a week away. That's right, we, yeah. As we record this. Yeah, we, we're back to Burley House uh, in near Stamford for Mick Car this year, Midlands Italian Car Day, to give it its full name. The first Mick Car was back in 2001, so it's over 20 years now, but the East Midlands section, we've been running it ever since, and it's it just keeps a, a really good number of people coming along, and it's an opportunity for a number of AROC members to bring along their other Italian cars too, which is quite fun, and also really good to keep good pals with the other Italian car clubs. We've gone back to Burley. AROC was at Burley last April 22 for Spring Alpha Day. The feedback from the day and from a survey we did was fantastic from the members. They just loved it. I think it was helped by us having a dazzlingly bright blue day in April, but uh, fingers crossed for next weekend and the weather. But uh, Midcar was first there back in 2009. I remember it really well. The Fiat 500 had just come out, so there were people with the brightly coloured new 500s and the Mito as well. Burley is a, is a lovely venue. Uh, we're in the Deer Park. We're going to change it around so it doesn't feel exactly the same to Alpha owners as, as did Spring Alpha Day last year. So the layout will be different. It's just £12 a car. That entitles all occupants entry to the show and around the gardens and into the orangery and restaurant facilities. And you can show your event programme or your ticket to the desk at Burley to get two for one admission for adults so that's all included and the house and gardens are just superb i had some great feedback last year again from from members who'd late in the day gone into the house and they were delighted that they spent the money to do that because it's just magnificent in there it really is so should be a great show all round. really we're We've sold well over 200 tickets already. That's cars, not people. So it should be a great big event. And I would encourage uh, people to come along and make it a proper kind of end of year outdoor celebration, roughly in the middle of the country. So nearly A1. So. And if you can put the sun in the back of the van and take it up there, Nick, because I'll, I'll be going in the spider. So yeah, um, good, good weather would be appreciated. <laughs> don't, don't take the van over three thousand miles in its little 
recent tour, yeah, so that'd be good. Yeah, so, yeah. That's Very brilliant. Good. Well certainly getting yeah. its use, but uh, you've got yeah. air conditioning now as well for when the sun does come out. So Indeed, yes, indeed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so Mick Carr, we're very much looking forward to it again this year. I'm getting some... Uh, word of some very nice cars being brought out as well as hopefully we'll get this continuation of a bit of an Indian summer into early autumn looking forward to it so that's really our penultimate big club event of the year isn't it we've got the the NEC classic car show in November um, and and then you're finally done and can have a rest Nick but but in between the two a couple of weeks after Mick car we're all getting together in Coventry so there's a every other year until quite recently we did either a section secretaries meeting or a, a model registrar's meeting. So there was one every year, but it was one or other every year. And last year, for the first time, we had all of the section secretaries and registrars together, uh, which we're going to do again this year. Um, and, and that's a really important event for the club, isn't it? It sure is. And we've also coupled it with the club's biannual general meeting so it's like getting a captive audience of very interested members too so you know you're killing you're killing three birds with one stone as it were uh not the best analogy but it's it's great to get a good gathering of people together that are interested so uh, we'll be we'll be doing that uh, and i must say although it's similar venue to the one we used two years ago we've got a great many new faces coming along we do we do um on the section secretary side we've there's been quite a few changes in the last year or so. There is a very new section secretary, Phil Andrew, in uh, Derbyshire, just taken over. Uh, very enthusiastic, so looking forward to meeting him in person mm-hmm. on the day. Uh, in the Cotswolds, we have John Pestel, who lives towards Gloucester Way, who has established a second meeting in the Cotswolds to engage with members in a wider, far-flung parts of the, the section. Mm-hmm. And other people Paul Dawson in London, I'm looking forward to meeting. London's so big, it's quite difficult to engage everybody in London, but we're hoping to have some plans to uh, to address that. Yeah. Uh, we mentioned Devon and Southwest Alpha Day, and the, the Devon guys are very enthusiastic. Andy Hayes is the section secretary there. So again, it'd be nice to meet, meet him face to face. Sue Carrington is an old hand in the Alpha Club. It's married to Ken, uh, and she's taken over the running of the Essex section, but she doesn't need much guidance because uh, she, uh, <laughs> the club is sort of ingrained into yeah. her, her life, I would say, over, over many years. West Mid's Fraser Davis, and in Hereford and Worcester, Sophie King, who's also engaged with uh, the Ragazzi, the newly formed Ragazzi section, which you know more about, Guy. Yeah, and of course, this will be the first first of these meetings that we've had Ragazzi and Alpha Female at. So it'll be nice to have them engaged in the in the process. Yeah. And some new um, new model registrars as well. I think we've got Nathan Mahoney's taken over the GT registrar. Um, I, for my sins, am the new joint Tonale registrar along uh-huh. with David Bushell. I'm still looking after the 939 Spider, but I am I'm looking for a... A co-registrar for that, if anybody's uh, anybody's interested, um, do get in yeah. touch. Um, and Oliver Yarrow, who was previously the one five six registrar and took a little break, is now is now back in role looking after that. So uh, for for people who haven't come along, which is you know most of our members, it, it's a pretty intensive weekend where it's a chance for all of the people who run the the local and in the case of of registers national but specialised bits of the club to exchange ideas and and to give feedback to the management team about the support they need and uh, and ideas they have for for developing the club. Yeah, yeah. And it's it's an active working thing as well. So we've got um 
the club spent quite a bit of the management team of the club has spent quite a bit of time focusing on the direction for the club in the coming years. There's so many challenges out there in the motoring world. We know that there's interest in classic cars and there's real growth in that interest. So we can focus on that side as well as the more modern ones. But uh, obviously the club wants to appeal to an owner of any Alfa Romeo, brand new, EV, whatever, as well as the classic. So, you know, it's a very broad church from that respect but there's there's lots of challenges that are faced we want to ensure that the club's engaging properly on all fronts that you know there's exciting things for people to do that it's supporting members in a host of ways and getting heads together is great it, it's uh, and so that the work we're going to have work mini workshops breakout groups you name it to drive various things forward so it's not just a bunch of directors saying do this do that it wants it needs to be a collective thing and we want to build that enthusiasm to work well as as a bigger team yeah so it's it's, we're looking forward to it again i think one of the one of the key themes we're going to have is uh, among the challenges is the there's a declining number of alphas on the road to start with we it's dropped in in just a couple of years it's dropped by another five or six percent so it, we're now looking at about 95,000 alphas left, including 20% of those virtually being on SORN. So that's quite a decline from the end of 2020 when there was about 103,000. So, you know, there's a declining number of models out there. The sales haven't quite picked up yet with the new Tonali. We've got the new uh, baby coming out next year and promises of many new models after that and refreshed models. So, you know, there is jam tomorrow, but the community of alphas out there is 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 small. And the great thing is the club's still been growing. Two years ago, we were at 3,700 members. We're now at pushing 4,500, which is due to a, a host of different initiatives and engagements. But we, we believe we can make that even bigger. If people want to retain their classics and keep things going against uh, challenging legislation of all kinds, for example, then we need to be offering a convincing uh, giving a convincing offering to people who want to become a member of the club. So there's a host of things that, that we're going to be covering. And you mentioned the general meeting, John, as well. Yeah. Um, there's an email will have gone out to all members on Friday last week with details that everyone's all members are welcome to join us of course yeah um, absolutely and we're doing it online online coverage as well this year for the first time so we will um, be but what, people do need to sign up to take part in that so we're indeed yeah. kind of yeah. broadcast to the world it needs to be for our members yeah but there's a form within the email or if you yeah. want to get a copy into just email me and we can drop that through to you no problem at all great and if anybody does have any you know any ideas or suggestions obviously we'll have section secretaries and registrars there as you're representatives but if if you have ideas about things that sections or registers could be doing better or differently or in addition to what they do today either talk to your section secretary or registrar before the meeting and they can bring those ideas with them or you know drop me a an email at the the magazine address or we have a continual churn of membership we're one of the better car clubs for leavers versus joiners at about 17 percent per annum but we would love to hang on to those joiners and make sure they stay a member for many years now we do know from various surveys and, and directly asking people the main reason people leave the club is because they've sold their alpha 
fair enough. There's little you can do about that. But we are very interested in 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 the retention side as well as just attracting new people in. Yeah, um, and I mean we've always said we're a a club for owners and enthusiasts. And I know yeah. we do we do have people who are currently without an alpha, but you know know they'll get one and another one at some point. And we've got I think we've got a letter in the uh, in the magazine this month from somebody who's joined the club but hasn't yet got a car. Yeah, um, yeah. and you know <laughs> wanted to to join the community before they made a decision on on the car they had so not having an alpha is not a necessarily a reason to leave the club that's, that's actually right. a very logical way to buy a car is to join the club first isn't it yeah, yeah it's, it's a good investment it is, many yeah. get many get yeah. sold on word of mouth or indeed you know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> through sections even it's frequently happened in the one i look after in the east midlands any particular challenges you think from a section perspective jonathan given that's your management team responsibility yes my responsibility is development of sections for the aroc and so what typically happens is that you know on a day-to-day basis if there are, are some challenges in a section especially if people leave sort of officials of a section maybe a secretary then i will work with nick to try and find uh, replacements if there's uh, if there difficulty in finding volunteers in a section and we have been quite successful in just raising enthusiasm in in a number of sections over the last 2 or 3 years and uh, encouraging people to to take ownership of their own section because after all it's it is the the members in a section that run events for yeah local section rather than rather than expecting people at at a sort of higher level in the club to tell sections what to do, it's in your own hands. Um, And any member in a section can put their hand up and say, wouldn't it be great if we could organise this sort of event uh, and make suggestions? So um, I would encourage any member who has an idea for an event, talk to your section secretary, because so often you might have some special information about a location, a venue, or something that's going on that, that would be of interest to the wider membership. The other thing I would say is that quite a lot of sections could do with a little bit more help uh, being given to the section secretary. Some people like to take on everything themselves and and juggle all the balls in the air at the same time. But it's much better if there's a little bit of of sharing around. So if you feel you could help with social media, taking photos of events, all that sort of thing is is fantastic for for the club, all the the social media accounts, just to keep people informed and engaged with the activities of the club. Yeah, that engagement side is so critical, isn't it? Um, you know, I, I've when I, I've been running the East Midlands event with with a great little team for over twenty years, but mm. in the past I have set up what we thought were going to be really good events, and then nobody's turned up. <laughs> And a lot, and you know, it's ah, oh, you feel very deflated. But um, you know, that there's ways around that of encouraging people to attend things. But you've got you've got to get that involvement at other things. So for new events, people will come along. It's 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 a it's a difficult challenge. There's no easy answer to it. Yeah, I think also there are almost two slices of of members in a section. There are those who are able to come to a, a regular monthly yeah. meeting in an evening, and there are those who, for whatever reason of work or distance, find it a, a bit more of a challenge. Yeah. So having some events during the year that appeal to the members who can't make a regular evening meeting is such a good idea, and it's been very successful. I mean, in Kenton, Kenton East Sussex, 
had a sort of regular, as, as they will know, they've had regular successful uh, sort of fish and chip shop or cafe meets, and many other sections have something similar. And, and that's a great way to engage as many people as possible in a section. Ooh. Brilliant. We talked about all the big meetings. There's a couple of little ones around as well, and, and one more big one, which we'll come to in a minute. But there's um, there's a bit of a gathering at Silverstone, I understand, Nick. There is at the Silverstone Museum on the 14th of October. There's a, a register meeting which is quite unusual for the club to do things like that it's obviously geographically very challenging um but dave hart and gary fisher having a meeting for the 916 register there they've got over 40 cars going already which is actually brilliant for a first event um, and i've been told there's strictly no vans allowed so i've got to go home with spider which <laughs> <laughs> is brilliant so You're taking I, the spider great yeah so if i want to go to that i've got to buy a gtv or a spider <laughs> yeah. you have okay. i'm afraid or you can come with me <laughs> brilliant well, i might might take you up on that yeah <laughs> That's great because, we, as we know from National Alpha Day, 916s are incredibly popular in, in club members' hands. One of the one of the biggest models for in terms of membership. Brilliant. Yeah. And the the other event that we we mentioned briefly in passing uh, on the way through was uh, was the classic motor show at the NEC. Um, are we yeah. ready to reveal any of our super secret plans for for the NEC yet? <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We, it, it's it's all club members' cars again in in the premium hall number one. Um, and the theme this year is 100 years of quadrifolio. So we have got some lovely cars lined up already uh, for, of different model types spanning many decades um, but i'm not gonna i'm gonna keep it secret as to who's exactly coming but uh, the, like newest, the newest cars are 2021 edition anyway and uh, the oldest uh, goes way back in time so uh, we should have some lovely cars there come to hall one there is a club member discount code available that's going to be in the october magazine and i think is on the club members forum already so you'll get a couple it of is. quid quid off uh, across the weekend uh, so that's the let me get my dates right. It's the uh, I always I, I sometimes quote the setup day date, but it's not. It's from it's the show's open from Friday the tenth to Sunday the twelfth of November. Absolutely brilliant events if you've not been before. There's something like three thousand cars on display across all of the halls that makes up the area of about eighteen football pitches. So it is gigantic. Uh, lots of classic cars for sale. There's normally the odd um, Alpha in uh, up for sale too over in the Silverstone auction, for example. You You've got various stages uh, that are hosting interviews. You've got the likes of Mike Brewer uh, and other motoring TV celebrities doing, uh, who are always there. We often bump into people like Fuzz Townsend and uh, Tim off of Car SOS uh, and, and, and so on. And Enstead joined us on the stand. Yeah. Was that last year or the year before? I can't remember. Yeah, the year before, year. but I yeah, think before. he was there yeah. in passing and uh, we bumped into Richard Hammond last year. So all sorts, uh, all, all different sizes and shapes of celebrity. <laughs> Funnily enough, the um, the first time I met John John Bentley off the Gadget Show yeah, he was, there. Um, was at... Uh, at the NEC, which was how we got the the SZ feature. Oh yeah, um, that we ran on on the Gadget Show a couple of years ago. I met him again yesterday at the SMMT Regional Test Day, ah. um, and he was saying that he's um, he, he's still hankering after an SZ. We did have Kevin McLeod's car on the stand a few years ago. We didn't did, we? yeah. Oh, that was, uh, that's interesting. He's not- 
1900 coupe Zagato, beautiful thing, wasn't it? I think yeah, it's indeed. since sold it, unfortunately. But yes, I think. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, we'll uh, we won't have an SZ on the display this year, but possibly for next year when we're celebrating 60 years of, of the club, of course. So we're looking for a, to a huge stand there. This year there'll be eight alphas in Hall One, but uh, you can't miss us. We're right next to the um, Lancaster Insurance stand this year, so the main event sponsors. So looking yeah. forward to it. As always. Fantastic. Well, thanks for that, gentlemen. I will see most of you at Mick Carr, all of you at Coventry, and hopefully we'll meet lots of other club members at, at those events and at the NEC. Thanks very much. Indeed. Thank you. That's all we've got time for this month. We'll be back in five weeks' time on Sunday the 5th of November to celebrate the 100th anniversary of the Quadrifolio with the fourth edition of our fact-filled, fish-free format, No Such Thing as a Brera Quadrifolio. Episode 86 will be available to download from 1.30pm from YouTube, iTunes, Podbean, Podcast Addict, Google Podcasts and everywhere else good podcasts are found. Until then, stay safe. 